Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And I am bringing you another listener pick this week. Awesome. This is the case of Courtney Holden. Have you heard it's a missing person case? No. This is new to me. This was requested by a couple of different people. Actually, I know one was our Patreon. I don't have permission to use either one of their names, so you guys know who you are. Thank you for your suggestion. Um, I tried to find what I could, but... I like to do missing person cases so that we are bringing awareness and keeping some of these cases alive still. Lord knows there's plenty of them, too, that have not been solved. I know. I know. Too many. So let me tell you a little bit about Courtney. She was born on February 28th, 1992. And unfortunately, when she was very young, she was placed into the foster care system. But... Pretty quickly after being placed into the home of Judy Holden, she was adopted by the family. The placement worked, so that is where she obtained the name Courtney Holden. Judy and her husband were really, really accustomed to taking in foster children. Now, I will say that there have been some people who have come forward and basically accused the Holden family of taking children in for monetary gain. Mm, okay. Don't I love it. S- no, but I struggle with this as someone who was a, a, a former foster care worker and who would sign the billing for foster parents compared to the cost of raising a child, having a child, feeding a child, clothing a child, and what the state, at least our state, is reimbursing them. It's is, not a lot. This is not a livelihood. Gotcha. This is not how you make a livelihood. You know, I w- always wondered about that, too, and maybe state to state. Like you said, it's different, but mm-hmm. when you hear about people taking in all the kids for the money, I yeah. never really got the impression from just from foster parents talking about it like that you're rolling it in no no this is this isn't a career you are not making money just so you all know the investment of children is a crapshoot they do cost more (laughs) to keep alive they they are costly they are very costly than it is going to be than you're ever going to get at least from the state of michigan and especially when you consider a child that has entered the foster care system comes with the need for services. You may have medical, psychological, all different types of, oh, and getting them to and from the visits with their parents oh, because the yes. parental rights are not terminated immediately, okay? It takes forever. Uh-huh. So you have the obligation of making sure that those children are to every appointment that they need, which Gas prices right here in oh, Michigan, yeah. $5 a gallon. And okay, then all of the obligations that the state does, you know, put in there. Like, yes. you have to do this. You have to yep. have this appointment and this assessment and this blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yep. So, not easy. And I'm not saying that this it wasn't exactly how it appeared to, to these people coming forward and saying, well, yeah, the Holdens had a lot of foster kids because they were just making money off from them. And I'm not going to be so naive as to say that there aren't foster parents who maybe take some of that money and don't give it all to the children in terms of their clothing and things like that. However, you do still have to have, a, there are parameters in place. You have to have a house that is big enough to have a bed for every one of those children. Okay, there is a system. There are social workers. This is what I did for a living. Social workers go in and check and make sure that these children are, you know, have a, the adequate space. Yeah. And, you know, so part of that is paying your mortgage, you yeah. know, where it's it's the same thing with child support. Like, people get bent out of shape about child support. All right, $500 a month absolutely can go to paying half of your mortgage or paying all of your mortgage or whatever because you're putting a roof over that child's head. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not saying that 
You're not saying it didn't happen. You're not saying it yeah, did happen. Yeah, it, it was more of me just like pointing out because I, I know that we have families who foster that listen to this podcast. So I would not want them to think that this is something that I am yep, jumping behind of like, yeah. oh, these horrible you know people. Now, there's a lot of suspicion here. This is still a missing person. So I have to be careful of what I say. I'm not saying the Holdens were the most upstanding citizens on, on the earth. And there were a lot of allegations about them abusing the children that were placed in their care. Okay. So, but again, these are all allegedly, I don't have the concrete evidence. So I'm just saying that majority of the people that you see that are fostering in today's society, this is not why. It's not for the monetary gain. At the time of Courtney's disappearance, Courtney was living with Judy, her son, and her adoptive brother, Joshua, Courtney had a son, okay? And Joshua had actually moved back to the family home in 2014 after um, his biological parents had divorced. So the four of them lived on East Heroy Avenue in Northeast Spokane, Washington. They lived near Rogers High School. Joshua was very well known by family and friends for being a very erratically behaved person. He had violent tendencies. He had lots of displaced anger. He had been diagnosed with schizophrenia and actually had quite a large arrest record, which included unlawful imprisonment, domestic violence, and burglary. We have issues. Yeah. In we the have home. some issues. Joshua is living with Judy, with Courtney, and her son. Also, I want to th- throw in here now, this is just allegations, allegedly, but he had been accused on two occasions of rape, once in 2003 and once in 2005. Oh, okay. In the 2005 case, police were actually in the middle of obtaining DNA evidence when the victim full-on dropped the case, stopped cooperating with the prosecutors and with the police, and it is wondered if there were threats made against her for that to have happened. Gotcha. Now, was this, like, a foster... Mm -hmm. I mean, were these foster kids that the allegations came from or were they outside of the you know that is a good question I didn't look into it just because there are times in when I read things like oh this person's been accused of rape or whatnot I just feel like the victim maybe doesn't want oh sure you know to be known so sometimes I purposely don't even look stuff up because I don't want to accidentally even say it in a public forum like we have so I didn't go down that rabbit hole I know that later I do believe it is later in my notes that there is suspicion that that did happen when Josh was in um, before he was adopted when he was still just in foster care with Judy that those there were concerns for that yes now disgustingly Judy and Joshua were known to refer to Courtney as Cindy, which they made short for Cinderella. <gasps> no. Courtney did all of the household chores for the house. Remember my my little statement earlier. I was not I'm not sticking up for Judy, particularly. I'm sticking up for foster parents. But the allegations of, of how she mistreated After you learn about how she treated Courtney, I don't think that it's a far stretch of the imagination to envision her mistreating many of the foster children that came through her care. Gotcha. Not only was Courtney always doing the household chores, but she wasn't allowed to leave the house during the the daytime. She would only be seen in the evening hours literally doing yard chores. Like mowing the lawn, picking the weeds, oh mulching, gosh. like things like that. So she was like nonstop working. Yes. She just was was the the one of the house to have to do everything. The cooking, the cleaning. She has a son to take care of too on top of that. And then, you know, the things that like typically the man of the house, if, if you're in, you know, gender roles that way, whatever, would typically do and that's what she was doing in the evenings and that's when people would see her outside weirdly though joshua and other people had no like neighbors and whatnot had noticed this 
He installed a lot of security cameras outside the house, which were all pointed in different directions. So not only was Courtney not allowed to leave and and socialize with anyone really, but she also was being watched. So anytime that she was interacting with neighbors or, or anything like that, both in person and online, Joshua was monitoring her, was watching her. I have cringy. Oh, it's so cringy. Feelings. Yeah. And so she's obviously becoming more and more isolated as this goes on. Joshua would not allow her a cell phone, access to a car, or to have any social media profiles. Now, this is her adoptive brother. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Why is he controlling her so much? Yeah, exactly. Why... Is this douche canoe having any sort of control? She is adult, an adult. Right. She has a son of her own. You know, it, it's in that this was weird to neighbors. Now, when she did have interactions with them, because before the security cameras were put up, she she would talk to her neighbors. She had confided that numerous times she had fear for Joshua, his overbearing rules. And people were noticing bruises on her. And she would openly attribute it, attribute it to Joshua beating her. Oh there, there was even a situation that uh, Courtney ran to one of the neighbors in the middle of the night crying. She had bruises on her face and she was telling them that Joshua, Joshua had become violent and out of control with her. Also very strange, neighbors noticed that Courtney's son had to call Judy, the adoptive mother, mom, and Joshua, the adoptive brother, which to her to Courtney's son would be uncle, right? Mm-hmm. Daddy. What? It's so gross. Ew. So to the to Courtney's son, we have grandma, who's he's told to call mom, and uncle, who he's told to call daddy. Ew. Courtney herself was addressed by her son as Courtney. Oh my gosh. What is with this control? So fucking twisted. Yeah. If you can, if you can keep up with this, Judy and Joshua would call Courtney's son Forrest, which was not his legal name. Talk about messing a child up psychologically. I don't even know. I don't even know why. I tried to go down that rabbit hole. Like, what was their their point yeah but the only thing that I could come up with or that I had any information on or could find information on excuse me that's what I'm trying to say is that Joshua actually like had aliases for many of them in that household and we don't really know why other than I'm I'm sure it was drug related or something nefarious I don't know why else you would do that, but I did find a quote from an article that said a girl named Courtney Clay, who was actually Joshua's uh, girlfriend at the time, so a different Courtney, not Courtney Holden, Courtney Clay, she came forward at a later date and said, you know, Joshua actually insisted that Courtney Clay herself be called by an alias when she was in the Holden residence so that it would not confuse the child, wouldn't confuse Courtney's son, that there are two Courtney's. And that is how the girlfriend figured out that Joshua makes the child call his own mother Courtney and that she goes along with it instead of mom. So So weird. Right. So 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 we know... From outside sources, you know, from neighbors and what friends she was allowed to have, which were people in the vicinity. I mean, she couldn't go anywhere. We know up to this point that this is how things were going in the home. That's the information that we have. The last time that anyone sees, that anyone like outside of Courtney's immediately family recalls seeing her is during the summer of 2018, a neighbor recalled leaving er, recalled seeing Courtney leave the house carrying a large duffel bag. Um, Judy was actually like chasing after her, telling her to come back, and Courtney responded, I'm not staying here anymore. The incident ended with Jos- Joshua forcibly picking Courtney up and carrying her back inside the residence. 
around the time that she was last seen, another neighbor reported seeing Joshua set up spotlights in the backyard for two nights in a row while he constructed a swing set. Why the fuck are you constructing a swing set at night? First of all, have you ever tried to construct a swing set? The screws never line up with the holes. Oh, yeah. Why would you do it's that It's horrible. At night? So why are you doing it under a spotlight and at night, if not to try to cover something up? Obviously, the cor- the neighbors took note of this because they're like, what is the douche oh, you, canoe doing this time? You know the time? neighbors have got to be monitoring. Absolutely. They see all these cameras. They see that she's only, Courtney is only out at night. They... They're taking note. Your na- We've said it time and time again. Your neighbors your know neighbors everything know. about you. Yeah. They've heard your O screams. Okay. Oh, they have. They know a lot more about you than you They realize. have seen me braless and Crocs. Absolutely. And I apologize for that. Wow. I've seen it, get. and it's just fine. <laughs> that's what they get. That's I'm what sorry. they get. I'm sorry. I gotta let the dogs out. <laughs> Titties flying everywhere. Right. Floppy titties and all. That's what the neighbors get. That is so what they get. So that's why they're taking note of like, this is odd that this yeah. man has. Very odd behaviors. Yes. And is constructing a whole damn swing set for two nights in a row in his backyard. That's not normal. Now we do know that Courtney had been taking prescription medication for about a year, possibly two prior to her disappearance. And she would get a refill for those every one to two months. She last refilled that prescription on July 2018. So it's right in the vicinity of when she was last seen by anyone outside of the Holden residence as well. And so she actually has not seen her doctor since October 2017, which you know, you have, I don't know why I said it like that. You know, Amber. I don't even know if you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I was looking at you but like I did. I'm like, yes. You really yes. were. You're like, yes, I'm on. Uh-huh. But I know, just with my, my husband's heart medications, he has to be seen at least once a year, even if it's medicine that he has to take the rest of oh, his life, yeah. to refill these scripts. So she would have, at a minimum, been due October 2018 to see some sort of doctor somewhere to get a refill on her medication. And she's not been seen. So, whenever people would inquire about Courtney's whereabouts, Joshua and Judy would offer up different explanations. I don't, I don't get it. Gosh, we've never seen this before. Like, if you know you're hiding someone, at least stick to one fucking explanation. So, anyway, these explanations were including that she was traveling with a boyfriend who worked as a long-range truck driver. Those freaking truck drivers, man, they get bad raps. I'm so sick of people blaming everything on truck drivers. Leave them alone. I know. They They're carrying hard. my Amazon packages, and I need them. I have a couple cousins that do trucking. Good, yep. great people. Right. Stop it. Stop. They're not all out there murdering no. and picking up hookers. Picking women up and traveling them around the world. Yeah. I'm sure some of them are, but not statistically not speaking, them. they all can't. Exactly. There's a lot of trucks on the road. So there was also an explanation that she'd run off with a fiancé as if, where did she meet this fiancé? Her backyard? Yeah. When did she uh, get a fiancé when she's doing chores right. all day? It was love at first mulching because he walked up on the sidewalk while she was mulching the yard. I the mean, front I love yard. me like, a good on. Cinderella story. I yes, do, but yes. I just don't think this is the case. Uh, then there was also just the explanation of that she is in the house. She will not come out and she doesn't speak or see anyone. It doesn't oh, want wow. to. Okay. Okay. I do love that the neighbors are on this. Like, nope. okay, we've seen her out here all this time yeah doing work now all of a sudden after a swing set was constructed in the backyard we've never seen her again now she doesn't want to come outside and talk to people amber she was not reported missing until october 8th 2019 oh my gosh a year and a half after she was last seen wow that's So, so sad even more sad the person who reported her missing was actually courtney's son's a uh, father, the new the woman the new woman that he was dating. Her oh name was gosh. was Autumn Shans. So Autumn is like, yes, you know, I'm I'm dating this man. He has a son with Courtney. We haven't seen her. Well, good for this person. And 
what she, happened to her poor son? Like, where's he? We'll, we'll get okay. To so, um, she re- she called the police and just asked for a welfare check on Courtney. It's like, listen, she hasn't seen. You know, we haven't. Excuse me, we haven't seen or heard from her in approximately two years. She had full, according to to court records, Courtney had full custody of her son. Because her ex-boyfriend, who she had had her child with, had actually been dealing with some substance abuse issues. He also, at the same time, he had another child that there was some sort of emergency surrounding that child. So he was really preoccupied um, with that. Uh huh. And so I think it took a while for them to realize, hold on, wait a second. We haven't actually, between his substance abuse issues and getting him clean... You know, we actually have not heard from Courtney in a, in a long time. And then, of course, they would inquire about her, but were given different answers to be pacified. You know, so it takes a pattern of yeah. that going on for people who aren't in your everyday life before they really catch on to be like, okay, now wait a second. Now, how many different, this yeah. is now, this is getting weird. It's yeah. been six months of us trying to get a hold of her and she hasn't, you know, we're getting a different answer each time, you know? You're right. So those sorts of things, it might to the average person seem like a really long time, but when you're dealing with other things, you know, he was getting clean, he had his own issues going on, and then just the calm, calm, uh, calm, just the, <laughs> what is the word I'm looking for? That one fit. The combination of being told, being pacified, you know, by the family. And I get that, that. If you don't see somebody every day and you're only really used to seeing them every once in a while, you probably wouldn't think of it at first. I no, pr- I wouldn't. Right. Think of a friend that you haven't talked to in several months. You know, that you get together with once in a while. If you called her husband or or whatever, friends, fiance, mom, whatever, you know, it would take you a little while before you realize this person seems like they're always putting me off. You yeah. know, like why is why is her husband always saying she's busy? You know, so you're not going to be suspicious that first couple of times. No, I wouldn't. And I, I do think that that's what happened here before we like start to throw a whole lot of shade. You know, at like, why was, why did it take so long? So that, that was the impression that I got. Now, when the police arrived at the home, they found Joshua and Judy very uncooperative. And all that they would reveal was that Courtney had left a few days prior on foot with her son. So they just continue to make things up. Yes. So So she must have gotten back from the... She broke up with the fiance, the fiance got back from the trucker. Boyfriend, trucker, traveling. trip. Yes. Now, just a couple of days before, wouldn't you know it, before the police show up hmm. for a welfare check, she, she took, took off, off on foot with her kid. Mm-hmm. So that same day, the missing persons report was written up and the case was put in the charge of the Spokane Police Department's major crimes unit. So let's talk about the search a little bit. The day that the report, the missing persons report was filed, Joshua and Judy withdrew $600 from Courtney's checking account. Now, that same day, a woman claiming to be Courtney contacted Crimeline and spoke with a police dispatcher. I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. Like, hey, it's me, Courtney. It's me, Josh. I mean, Courtney. Uh, right, right. It's me, Josh. <clears throat> I mean, I'm Courtney, and I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Yep. So, it turns out... After some investigation that this person who called claiming to be Courtney was actually her adoptive sister who, when asked, would not reveal why she had pretended to be Courtney. I think we all know why she pretended Uh, to be Courtney. I have a couple guesses. If you think back to the beginning of the show when I talked about the different violent tendencies that went on. I do um, recall. mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Now, on October 9th, 2019, the day after she was reported missing, Autumn Hortney's ex-boyfriend's and baby daddy's current relationship, Autumn, she further spoke with investigators and told them that she had actually seen Courtney's son every time she visited the Holden residence over the past year and a half, but she had not seen Courtney. So she had been given different excuses that whole time. So she was still having a relationship with the son. The son is still there. Now, again, calls Judy mom, calls Joshua daddy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On October 10th, 2019, Judy 
decided very, very reluctantly, it was described, allowed the police officers into her home where they discovered extreme amounts of disarray, clutter, items that were basically in every open space on the counters, there were items. We've, as social workers, Amber, we've been in these houses before. Everywhere you look, there There's is something. something. There is no space left untouched by dirt, grime, or paraphernalia of some sort. Or tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. Kittens. Butt plugs. Uh, I can't make this stuff up. Dildos. I've come across a dildo on a counter before I have. Lots of people's dildos. I've had the misfortune Mm -hmm. of seeing as I'm just standing in their living room. (laughs) So. Yep. That's cool. Bondage kit. Oh, yes, yes. My favorite is the sex swing in the living room corner because that is where the beam of the trailer was like that most sturdiest. Most solid. Yeah. (laughs) That was the explanation. You got to go with the the foundation and what works for you. But don't worry because the kids loved it. (laughs) They loved to play on it. Oh, we can't make this stuff up. We really can't. Nope. They looked in Courtney's room and found that obviously it's just as cluttered. As the rest of the house, um, there were no blankets. There were no sheets. There's no sign that she had been living there the last year and a half. Did at she all. take those with her when she left walked on, on foot? foot? Yeah, must be. Uh, okay. Yep, must be. Got it. Judy was acting pretty shady. She was very nervous, according to the investigators. And actually, she even lost sight of one of them behind a closed door and panicked. Like they. She was not okay with, she had to have eyes on them Oh, in her house at all times. One of them, the investigators, like, slipped out of her sight, and she yes. was like, oh, my yes, God. Yes, 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 okay. yep. Oh. They also, she also would not allow the investigators at all inside Courtney's son's room, and when they tried to press the issue, they were told to leave. Wow. Does she realize how shady she's acting or not so much? Don't you think most of the time people think they're keeping their cool? Probably. Like, they'll never notice that I'm visibly shaking (laughs) and sweating Sweating. from my eyelashes. Titty marks on my shirt. Right, right, exactly. It's fine. I'm pitting out. There is ass sweat marks. (laughs) My my asshole sweating. Right, right. But they won't see it. Like, are those dick tracks on the front of your (laughs) pants, sir? Oh, just ball sweat. Okay. All right. We didn't know. It's a hot day. It's mm-hmm. fine. You know, I, I I agree with you. Our last guy, Lawrence Horn, thought he'd gotten away yes. with it. And yep. he was yep. really shady to literally everyone. But yeah. he thought he'd pulled it off. So. Yep. so I just think that she's kind of riding that wave of like, totally got him fooled. Sure. You They're know. not going to know. Yeah. Um, They did see plenty of security footage, though, of Joshua, Judy, and a small child purchasing groceries using Courtney's food stamps. Oh, well, that's nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, there were many times when the police did stop by the Holden residence to discuss Courtney's disappearance, obviously. <laughs> this one's my favorite. Joshua was like, I'm sorry, but I'm a little indisposed at the morn- moment. I'm taking care of a really sick cat. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I mean, I so, got like, it. I Animal lover here. Oh, gosh. Yes, my cat is coughing up a big hairball. Got to take care of this, guys. I cannot let you in the home. And he would not allow them into the home. It's that whole, I'm trying to seem cooperative, but I'm actually not cooperating with yeah, shit. I, I'd love to let you in, but the cat is so sick. So sick. I'd hate for you to catch it. <laughs> it it might be cat scratch fever. We're not sure. So Don't want you guys to get this. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Snickers said she's not taking company today. Um, <laughs> such a cat name. If so many Snickers people out there mad. Have, yes, yes. We have to respect Snickers' wishes when she's not feeling well. What did the police say? They were like, okay, so obviously you don't want us entering the home. Yeah, and clearly. They, they had to leave. He wasn't allowing them into the home. Obviously, with the runaround like this, the attitude and the suspiciousness, they get a warrant. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad I think to hear we could that. probably see that coming. October 24th. So she was, you know, this was the 8th. It did take them a little bit, but I he, get it. the police did give them time to cooperate. I mean, essentially, if you're talking about really investigating a case, they gave them ample time to cooperate. And by God, don't you know it's the time that the cat got sick. Oh, by God. 
So October 24th, 2019, the search warrant was executed on the Holden residence, and it was discovered that Joshua and Judy, well, by God, they had moved away, Amber. What? (laughs) Yep. Not only did they move away, but they took with them their six pets, the DVR from the home surveillance system, and... They were able to uncover 82 pieces of evidence, including Courtney's ID cards, numerous computers, 18 cell phones. Wow. Handwritten blackmail notes and Courtney's journal. So police would later search the home with cadaver dogs, but nothing was ever uncovered from that search. The unfortunate thing also is that we've got two... About two years of not knowing correct what happened. Correct. Yep. And two because, years of time because of she, evidence to go bye-bye. And mm-hmm. unfortunately not having any family close to her, I'm assuming, to know what was going Absolutely. on. She didn't have anybody to no. report her missing right. for a while. Right. And that's so sad. My heart breaks for her child so much. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think he was already confused. I don't know that he was ever able to bond with Courtney as his mother. Yeah, he probably really. was confused. I mean, I think he thinks of Judy as his mom. You and know, I know so. we're not supposed to judge Judy, but I'm judging. I'm judging Judy. <laughs> judging Judy. Oh no, no. I just, I just meant don't judge foster, foster parents. Oh, gotcha. Saying yep. okay. that they are trying to judge get rich, Judy. but Judy, we're judging. Fuck Judy. Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) Now, there are court documents that say that family members told plenty of the police officers about Joshua and his violent tendencies, but also that he often bragged about knowing how to kill someone and then hide a body. Oh. Now, people joke with us about that because they know we run a true crime podcast, but we don't go around bragging that we know how to do that. Right. We don't. We're very humble people. We are. We don't brag about anything. No. Really. If anything, we make fun of ourselves. But this man claims that he can kill someone and hide a body and get away with it. So mid-November 2019, there were a lot of cell phone numbers associated with Joshua and Judy that were deactivated. But wouldn't you know it, two new ones pop up with Texas area codes that were activated the same day the other ones were deactivated. Oh. Well, guess you know that it? trail wasn't hidden real well, was it? So a month after Joshua and Judy left Spokane, Washington, a neighbor called police to say that there was activity at their home. It turned out to be Judy's daughter and her husband who had flown up from Texas to check on the home. Now, remember, I did just say that two new numbers with Josh and Judy's names pop up on the radar with Texas numbers. You did say that. They claimed to investigators that they hadn't seen Courtney in two years and that Judy was off on a retirement road trip. She retired and she'd just be road tripping, Amber. Well, wouldn't you know it? Yep. However, there seemed to be some confusion and contradiction in their stories when it came to the location of Courtney's son. While Judy's daughter said that he was with Courtney, the husband said that the child was actually in the company of Judy and Joshua on the retirement road trip. So I guess they probably should have planned their answers out a little bit more closely. Uh, This makes me worried. Because investigators are going to interview you separately. Right. On December 19th, 2019, police located located. Located. They sure did. They located Joshua and Judy living in Plano, Texas. That's the name of the town. Plano, Plano, Plano P-L-A-N-O. Oh, I thought you were saying plain old Texas. Well, I think that's probably <laughs> where they got the name from the town. This is just plain old I Texas. I get it. it, it I love it, and I hope that's the story. So, yeah, they were they were living with uh, the daughter, relatives, there in Texas. Courtney's son was with them, and he was put into the care of Child Protective Services immediately And then he was returned to his father. Okay. Okay. So the pair were arrested with the aid of other police agencies and were charged with identity theft for accessing Courtney's bank account, her food stamps, things like that, but also custodial interference in relationship or in relation to the concealment of Courtney's son from his father. Yeah. I mean, that would be an issue of how she 
ended up being, you know, found missing is her, you know, son's father. Well, between the father and, you know, technically it was Autumn. Yeah, Yeah. the girlfriend that Mm -hmm. made the report. But I'm sure collectively together they were like, hey, what is going on? Upon their arrest, they were booked into the Collins County Jail. Then Joshua was later moved to Oklahoma while Jody, Jody, while Judy was uh, transferred over to Nevada. So she's in prison there. Despite searching through where the Holdens had been staying in Texas, investigators were unable to find anything that would help them uncover Courtney's location. They also searched other properties associated with Joshua and Judy, but again, came up empty handed. So, According to the authorities, they are not pursuing charges charges against other family members who, even though they know other family members were impersonating Courtney during phone calls with police and communicating with Joshua from jail regarding hiding some of his personal belongings. So there are other members of this family that I have not named that because they're not having the police have openly said they're not pursuing charges against them. Part of the reason for that, though, I do believe is because of the way that the family has threats made against them from Joshua. Remember how violent and schizophrenic he is. And so there's some belief that that is where a lot of the manipulation came from in terms of, you know, pretending to be Courtney, but also him telling people where to hide some of his stuff from police. Police did search a vehicle in a trailer that belonged to Judy. It was actually located in Oklahoma in an RV park. They know that Judy and Josh used fake names to check in to that tra- that RV park in November 2019. So, I mean, we've got lots of evidence here that they're so much trying to hide. Yes. In March 2020, a Spokane lawyer took on the case in defense of Joshua and Judy. And he actually immediately requested that the court just release them from custody because they were trying to get them extradited back to Washington. And so he's like, will you just release them? They will willingly make their way back to Washington from their respective states that they are currently being held in. If you allow this, if you allow the extradition, they will reveal the truth regarding Courtney's whereabouts. So while he would not provide any new information regarding her location, he did say that he planned to find her as part of Judy and Joshua's defense. So their lawyer was also asking the judge to order Judy's release in light of the COVID-19 pandemic and remove Joshua's felony warrant so that he wouldn't be re-arrested. Wow, he's making some bold requests here. Absolutely. Now, the judge would not squash Joshua's warrant but he did say that Judy could be released if the Spokane Police Department could confirm that Courtney's son was safe like they don't want her released to then go and And take Courtney's son Mm -hmm. that same month they did release Joshua from federal custody in Oklahoma due to health concerns in light of coronavirus outbreaks occurring in the prisons And so he was then taken to a jail in Texas. Police have spent months interviewing witnesses in order to determine exactly what was happening within the Holden residence at the time of Courtney's disappearance. And they have said on numerous occasions that they believe Courtney to be deceased, as their investigation has not turned up any evidence to show that she's alive, which completely makes sense. Her friends also feel that this is the case. Joshua and Judy remain the primary and only suspects in the ongoing investigation currently today. The only theory in this case is that Judy and Joshua Holden are responsible for Courtney's disappearance, which was likely the result of a homicide. I think we can all kind of deduce that. I mean, I kind of get it. Yeah, we haven't had a trial, so we kind of got to be careful about what we say here. But, I mean, we know that we've got the physical abuse that Courtney faced There were people who saw her with bruises. We know that Joshua has a very strong past criminal history charge and and his controlling nature. I mean, come on. Family members have also shared that he once stated that he could successfully kill a person and hide their body from the police. So we do have that. When we pair that with both he and Judy's 
unwillingness to cooperate with the investigation. I mean, and everything seemed to be fine until that missing person report was filed. Then all of a sudden they flee. Yeah, there's a lot of things there that are kind of building up. Yep. Did they check the backyard? I mean, I'm assuming they did, but... I don't know that information because... It is still an open investigation. There are things that are not being released. I'm sure that, you know, obviously, I'm just so curious about this, like the swing set behaviors and like all of that. I'm wondering if there was concrete involved in securing that swing set down. Yeah. Some people use concrete. To I can't look at concrete slabs anymore without no, questioning. I know, me too. Like, what's underneath? And them? I'm not saying the whole. You I mean usually people don't put swing sets on a whole ass slab of concrete because you know kids fall off. But I apologize for who I am as a person. <laughs> that was hysterical. I didn't expect all my ice to come crashing down Into onto my face. face. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> um, so I th- I really want to leave that in because it was just hysterical. You know what? It's who oh, I am. I it am really, not going to apologize really for who I am. Oh, shit. You know, you can use concrete to even secure the four poles mm-hmm. of it would give you an excuse for using it or for it to be in the ground. So I am curious. I'm, st- I'm curious about that. It's just one of those that. things that, because you, me- you had mentioned his odd yep. behaviors of being outside, working night, on that working swing on set. That. Yep. You know, either he was m- moving... Something, or I'm, he was out there doing something. I am sure this will be a highlight of part of the prosecution when we get to that point. So I'm I'm hoping that we have an update someday. I look of, forward to a trial on this, but um, I do want to go over the information one more time, just in case. Uh, Courtney Corinna Holden was last seen in Spokane, Washington, during the summer of 2018. At the time of her disappearance, she was 26 years old, stood between five five and five seven and weighed approximately 150 to 170 pounds. I know that's a very, two inches is a big deal, and, and 20 pounds is too, so somewhere in there. She's um, she's of Native American heritage with black hair and brown eyes. Currently, her case is classified as endangered missing. If alive, she would be 30 years old. And those with information regarding her case are asked to contact the Spokane Police Department, 509-755-2489. Or crime check at 509-456-2233. And that is the missing person case of Courtney Holden. And thank you to the listener who requested this case. Yeah, I'm actually really glad that this case has been requested because it sounds like there weren't a whole lot of people advocating for Courtney. Not not like, I'm not saying now, but I'm saying like, you know, she grew up in the system. Yes. She didn't have that exactly. group of support. Um, like, hey, where is she? This was 2018. I don't remember seeing anything about her missing. No. You know, there wasn't the attention. So if you're out there listening and you know something, contact, help help the prosecution yeah. out, man. I mean, yeah. I think we we know a lot about the case and where it's going. I know I literally said right now, Judy and Joshua are the only two suspects. So yeah, I hope they I hope there's a break in the case. Mm-hmm. I really do. Me too. And she deserves justice. justice and her son. Oh, my I, gosh. It would be nice if we could find her one yeah. way or the other. Absolutely. Know? So especially for her son. So so there's that. Are you ready for a brain bath? I am. OK. So I had actually stumbled across this little nugget when we did our brain bath only episode for our Patreons about supermarkets. Oh, and I, I made a little bookmark in it, and this I won't read all of them because there's 117 hilarious supermarket fails, but what I'm going to have to do is it's more of a visual aid, but I will just describe to you what what each situation is, and I think you'll, you'll understand. Okay. <laughs> so number one is a back-to-school sign, and the product below the sign that says back-to-school is all knives. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so, you know. What a, a great uh, back-to-school purchase. Maybe it's for ninjas, like back-to-ninja school. Maybe. I don't know. One of my favorites, though, is an entire container of, like, a large pallet container of cucumbers that says Happy Valentine's Day. Love so, it. All those single ladies out yeah. there. Not all of us want chocolate and flowers. No, pick yourself up a cucumber. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Um, 
also a good one is a framed photo. You know, like a you know how picture frames come with a photo. Oh, with the model photo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a beautiful picture frame that says "My dog" with puppy prints, and the photo on the inside is a cat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's just great. It's a beautiful cat. That's great. You can tell that it's purring, and it's just framed by a by a dog frame. Again, like you had one job at the at yep. the you know manufacturing. Absolutely. There's also this big box of peanuts with a sign that says, "This product may contain peanuts." Peanuts, not penis. That sounded so <laughs> much like I said penis. It did. I, Freudian slip. Shit. I, that reminds me of Ace Ventura when she's like, she's they're on the plane. She's like, peanuts? Peanuts. <laughs> it's peanuts? got the little bit. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Peen. It's easy. To, it's easy to accidentally it's do. so easy. Um. Oh, this sign that was in a dollar store that says open nine days a week. <laughs> That's all. Extra nine long weeks. Right, right. Please don't add days to our week. No. <laughs> Please Dear don't. God, no. Um, How about the baby sign? Adorable baby. And it says baby. All the best for your baby. And the product below it is a bunch of liquor. Oh. oh maybe. I mean. Maybe. Oh, another knife one. It's a sign that says surpriser with knives. Wow, we're really playing Woo! up the knives. We we have a lot of incidents with knives. Maybe that needs to be checked out. It should be. Okay, this one took me a second. <laughs> the sign says for $129, this phone floats on water. Okay, you buy the phone, $129, floats on water. Uh, Dick Smith is selling it. I can't make this up. <laughs> Dick Smith, and it is sitting on a fish tank, and there's the phone in the fish tank that's full of water. Mm -hmm. The phone is not floating. It's just sitting at the bottom of the tank. But it literally says on the sign, floats on water. (laughs) Oh, Dick Smith. (laughs) Dick Dick You're going to have to do some uh, change up in your advertising. Now, this one might have been you, Amber. Oh, I'm listening. So you know how sometimes Barbies, they package things. There's like a Ken doll, a Barbie, and a horse. You get all three in one package. Mm -hmm. Someone took it upon themselves to just go ahead and strategically place Ken behind the horse. (laughs) And Barbie right in front of it. So it looks like the horse is sucking on Barbie's titty. Wow. Someone had a little too much time on their hands when they returned that product because there is a plastic coating so they like opened it up arranged it and do you have the photo i of course do let me turn my computer placement of this oh my gosh there he is ken is is going to town he's even holding he's slapping that ass he this is a lot of of group activity this what going on this was well thought out it it was that is not a coincidence i commend you I mean, it does fit nicely into the package. It does. Also, that it's knockoff Barbie and Ken. This I, is the kid. That's so funny. The, the I was kid connection. The I was going pack. to point that out yeah. as literally yeah. queen of no. the Barbies. I was right. like, mm, knockoff. But. That is not Ken. That is Ben. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. It's so bad. Right. It's, so be- it's Ben. It is. It's Ben and Candy. And yes. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yep. The knockoff Ken and Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Definitely the wish version. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, this one's funny. So I'm going to end on this one. So for $1.48, you can get black grapeless grapes. I, I love think it. it was supposed to say seedless, but instead it came out. Gra- they're for, grapeless grapes. Uh, they were $1.48 a pound, black grapeless grapes. What a deal. I, yeah. What a deal. Oh, shoot. I scrolled to the next one. Have to tell you guys about this one. Please. It is a Trojan condom um, display. And literally also taped onto a side of it is get your throat game ready. Oh. A Hall's advertisement. (laughs) I was thinking (laughs) that maybe they got creative, the condoms. It is literally a Hall's Hall's advertisement that they put on the same shit. I would love it. 
this is not coincidence. No, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are a bunch of kids that work at Walmart. That oh, are I've, like, I've seen the night mm. shift when I, I go in there. I was just going to say, it's the midnight shift. They have nothing else to They're do. They're high-fiving. Uh-huh. Showing their friends. I would too. Okay, I scrolled one more. I have to give you another one. Okay. <sighs> this is this is so not okay. But it's in the, the card section. And the card says sympathy lost of a of a love uh, sympathy loss of a loved one. So you're expecting cards below it to, you know, be that. The first card says, The countdown's over. Yay. God. I'm not going to scroll anymore because I have a feeling we're going to be here all night and I'm going to read 117 like, of these to you. Like, and one, 116 one says. <laughs> yes. Uh, so those, they're, they're, those were good there though. they are. Cute little anecdotes. We hope that you guys keep listening. Please follow us on social media. Feel free to send case suggestions like the one that you heard today to crimecurious at yahoo.com with case suggestion in the subject line so we can keep them organized or your own brain bath personal stories we love them they're the best and we'll keep you anonymous honey <laughs> honey. honey all right and until next time everyone ttfn and that probably stands for something like thank thanos it's fucking nighttime I'm i don't sure know that's what it is I am sure. Do you remember Thanos? I love Thanos. Me too. He's the best villain of all time. He really is. Don't come at me, people. Those arms. Yeah. Anyway. Those broad shoulders. Right. Right. I can get past the fact that he's purple. But (laughs) beauty is but a light switch away. Okay? All right. This ended on a weird note. It did. It got weird. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.